baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Thirty-three, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. We've got a lot that we are uh, trying to process this afternoon. My buddy Craig Peterson is going to be along at four thirty-three. You know, he joins us every Tuesday at uh, four thirty-three because, well, you know, <laughs> it's all about tech. It's all about staying safe online. I, I am not a luddite, but I'm not a techie. I'm somewhere in the middle and. Craig is probably going to cry when I tell him that Heidi and I are now eagerly awaiting the delivery of our Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultras. Uh, 5.33, Dr. Michael Brown. He's got a brand new book out called Seize the Moment. And it is, it's all about, really, the, the incessant attacks on Christians around America. I mean, honest to goodness, it, it's just... Well, anyway, we'll talk with Dr. Brown at 533. And as you know, E. Jean Carroll, uh, she's, a, she's a writer. And no offense to her, I had no idea who she was, which you know doesn't necessarily mean anything. A lot of people I don't know. But she gets this $83 million judgment against former President Trump. And now she's all over the place like Oprah. You're going to get a million and I'll give you a million. I'm buying you this. And I'm buying and I think, well, wait a minute. What exactly is that case all about? And and. I want to know details of, like, is she ever going to get the money? Joe Moreno is the smartest lawyer on God's green earth. He is a former federal prosecutor. He's admitted to uh, practice law, not just here in the United States, but in England and in Wales. He's sought out all over the world to offer insight and commentary. He serves the nation and the... Uh, United States Army Reserve. He's got a beautiful family, and uh, he's he has blessed us with his presence every other Tuesday as well. Counselor, good afternoon. Jeff, how are you, sir? I, I'm doing well. It's always good to hear your voice, and I just need to know, do I have a claim against E. Jean Carroll, and when can I get $83 million from her? It, it does sound awfully easy, doesn't, doesn't it? it? I mean, yeah. I, I, there's no doubt that our, our legal system make suing people way too simple. Yeah. So can you explain to me really what was involved in her case? It's about, as I understand, it's defamation. And so you have to damage somebody's reputation. The fact that I didn't know who she was, again, there are a lot of people I don't know, but I'm just trying to figure out how she was damaged and and what, what is it really all about? So it's a bit of a complicated case for, for both, both factually and legally. Okay. So remember, this comes down to allegations that Ms. Carroll made in 2019, mm-hmm. where she claims that something about like 30 years ago, she can't, she can't remember the date, so she can't give a date, but it was right. about 30 years prior, she claims she was assaulted by Donald Trump in a high-end Manhattan department store, Bergdorf Goodman. She says this with no physical proof. She did not go to the police. Um, she has no, she can't even specify when it happened, allegedly. Um, but she claims that this happened. So Donald Trump, who was president at the time, he says, this is ridiculous. I've never met this woman. This didn't happen. 
she's just using this to try to sell books. Mm-hmm. And she jumped on that. Now, I think most of us would say, you're just defending yourself, right? I mean, you're saying this is, this is crazy. Yeah. But she jumped on that, and she said, he defamed me. And defamation means basically it's a combination of it's a lie, it's communicated, so it can't be private, it's got to be put out there. Mm-hmm. And to your point, it has to cause some harm to a person, reputationally, safety-wise, uh, financially, maybe you lose your job, something like that. So she mm-hmm. files this defamation case. Right. Because he was president at the time, Donald Trump says, hey, part of my presidential duty is just to defend myself against sure. crazy allegations. So I was operating as president. Okay. So that goes down the appeals route, where it's, mm-hmm. it still sits, right? The 20, it's still sitting in court debating about whether or not a president can be sued for something like this while in office. Here's where it gets more complicated. Donald Trump has twice more done the same thing Mm -hmm. in 2022 and 2023. Again, the same thing. Like, okay, hey, this never happened. I don't know this woman. She's nuts, whatever. Mm -hmm. So she sues him again. New lawsuit, right, for the 2022 incident. Um, And then what happens is it goes to trial, and yet Trump doesn't show up to defend himself. So he, he says, this is so ridiculous. I guess he had more faith in the legal system saying this case is nonsense. There's no way she can prove this in court. So he doesn't show up. He made a mistake in that respect, okay, because um, there's two big differences in a civil case like this. One is that if you don't provide a defense, the jury can infer your guilt, right? Does not Can't do that in a criminal case. So basically, if you don't testify, the jury can be, it can be argued to the jury that, hey, that person must be guilty, otherwise they would defend themselves. Okay, there's no Fifth Amendment right to remain silent in, in a civil case. Okay. The other thing is, it's not a beyond a reasonable doubt standard, as we would see in the criminal context, as you and I both know, having worked in law enforcement. Yes. In a civil case, it's a, what they call a preponderance of the evidence, more likely than not whatever happened actually happened. So Trump doesn't show up to defend himself. The jury finds him liable. And that was the $5 million verdict. Okay. Trump does it again. There's a second trial. He does show up this time to defend himself. And here's where it gets even more complicated. The judge, Judge Kaplan up in New York says, because we found you liable already once for defaming this woman, we're not going to let you defend yourself again because you did more or less the same thing. So what? basically Trump was here. Yeah, so basically he was found liable before the trial even began. And as we all know, here's the end result, $83 million. So, you know, it, it, it's hard to believe that the verdict was $5 million the first time yeah. for a sexual assault alleged and a defamation. And it was $5 million total. In the second trial, Ms. Carroll asked for 10 to 12 million. So for the jury to come back with a verdict that's eight times what she was even asking for, it, it's a little crazy. Now, I want to remind everybody, Joe Moreno is joining us. Joe is a former federal prosecutor, just really one of the most brilliant legal minds out there. So, Joe, I didn't know that a judge could say something like, well, 
we you did it before, so we just we figure you've done it again. Do you, do you get that even lower? Like, oh, you got a you got a speeding ticket last week. Yeah, we're giving you one this week as well. I, I it just I I don't get this. It doesn't. Again, I'm not an attorney, but man, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's dicey, and I think if there's if there's a ripe issue for appeal, I think that's one of that's one of the issues on appeal. It's one thing to say you can't relitigate the same event. Right. So because the court already found that this alleged assault happened 30 years ago, mm-hmm. you can't kind of reopen that box. I kind of get that. That's called collateral estoppel. Okay. But in this case, though, where you say something once and then you say something similar two years later right. to say for the court to say, well, we thought you did something wrong the first time. And because you kind of did the same thing, we're going to automatically find you liable for the second time. And you can't argue against it to the jury, that's really dicey. So I think there's a pretty ripe issue for appeal there. The other issue is that, now again, this goes back to the 2019 time when Donald Trump was president, that appeal never got worked out. That's still at the appellate level. Judge Kaplan said, you know what, I'm not waiting anymore. I'm going to charge forward. So part of this award is that Trump was now found liable for two more instances. But one of them is still on appeal. So, this, and then, of course, there's the amount itself. Yeah. You know, look, American juries, were known to give large amounts, but mm-hmm. they often get reduced on appeal because it has to have some bearing on, a, on damages that a person suffered, right? right. You, you have to have some calculation to show a damage. Now, there can be some punitive damages, like a uh-huh. purely punishment part, but, you know, again, eight times what she was asking for. So I, I think there's several issues that are very ripe for appeal. And I don't see Donald Trump paying anything out of pocket for years to come, if ever. All right. Now, Joe, one of the things that came out of this, uh, once again, she, she claims because it's defamation, she's, she's been damaged, her reputation's been damaged. I, I, I take from you that you're supposed to show some sort of a loss. I lost my job or I was somebody wanted me to write a book and then they heard about this and then they said no. It seems almost as if... Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The opposite has happened to her. She's been now on the front page of newspapers and magazines and more media exposure, apparently, than she's had throughout her career. Additionally, the New York Times, which is, let's face it, it's hardly part of my vast right-wing conspiracy. The New York Times analyzed the front page magazine photo with her. She was in some sort of a special Donna Karen dress, this blazer dress, and she said, this is what I was wearing, you know, 10, 12, 30, 40 years ago when Donald Trump attacked me. And then I think they, she sort of narrowed it down. The New York Times came back and said that dress wasn't available for years and years and years after this alleged incident. So where did she suffer? 
Well, no, good point, Jeff. I mean, and that goes again to that $80 million. First off, is like, if you can't even pinpoint when this supposedly happened, how could you possibly show that you suffered tens of millions of dollars of of losses? Mm -hmm. And I think another, another big takeaway of this is that this is where it gets awfully dangerous to take criminal allegations and be able to argue them in a civil court. Because when you and I think of assaults, certainly especially sexual assault, or right. you think that's a criminal offense that should be litigated beyond a reasonable doubt with all the protections that you'd have if you're being accused of something like that. Yes. To, to allow it in a civil case, particularly where the evidence is so light, where this would never fly in a criminal case, and I think that was Donald Trump's big mistake was that, again, I think he felt there's no way mm-hmm. something like this that's so tenuous would actually make its way in court. And unfortunately for him, it did. And now he's kind of stuck with it. So, Joe, does this tie in? We, we use the phrase now. I've heard the phrase lawfare, that there's this weaponization of the legal system uh, directed towards former President Trump. I mean, there, there's so many people that dislike him I mean, we, we, that's become clear uh, but to utilize the, the the mechanisms of the legal system uh, i just think is inherently unfair it's wrong it's un-american but is, is that what this is do you think well it, it's hard to say what miss carroll's motivations are i mean that, that seems purely financial right mm-hmm. although of course she's got a very very supportive media um just sort of assuming everything she says is true but in a bigger picture, if you look at all these cases, though, I mean, they range from weak to nonsensical. I mean, the, the Alvin Bragg case in Manhattan is absurd. The civil case brought by Letitia James is absurd. The Georgia case brought by Fannie Willis is falling apart as we speak. That was never that case never should have been brought. And even the January 6th case is very, very wobbly. So, you know, when you look at that, you say that's an awful lot of resources to be brought against a person. I mean, Letitia James, who's the attorney general of New York, she campaigned for office promising to go after Donald Trump. I mean, that is so unethical for a prosecutor, even a civil prosecutor, to say, I'm going to go after that person. Mm -hmm. That's completely the opposite of how our system is supposed to function. We're supposed to find crimes and then pursue who committed those crimes, not pursue people and then try to find a way to get them for something. It's so backward, and, and that's lawfare by definition. Joe, wasn't there some guy, I think, of the Soviet Union who said, show me the, pers- show me the man and I'll show you the crime? That's exactly what's going on here. And, you know, so at this point, when you look at this, the incredible power of the state and federal governments being brought down on someone, mm-hmm. it's really scary. And if the left thinks that this is a one-way street, I mean, they're crazy. This could very easily be flipped on its head, and they could find themselves on this kind of scrutiny. And I don't think, I don't think they want that. So I think you have to be very careful what kind of standard you set, because once we go down this road, it's hard to kind of dial it back. Exactly. Exactly. Joe Moreno uh, joins us every other Tuesday. Joe, I, I, I know that you are in the middle of a, a, a thousand different things and a beautiful family and running this way and that, but I've got to ask about this $83 million. Let's say that it goes through, that, that former President Trump has to pay her $83 million. Uh, 
with her attorneys, what what she's going to split that, right? It's like a 50-50 thing, you think? That's usually a third. Oh, a third? So they're probably on a contingency uh, basis, so the lawyers usually get about a third of cases like this. Okay, and does she have to pay taxes on that if she does win? You know, that's an interesting question. It actually varies state by state. Oh. So I think in New York State, I think she does have to pay some tax on that. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, uh, she's going around like she's got the uh, the golden ticket from Willy Wonka, and she didn't even buy the candy bar yet. So I don't I don't know uh, how this works out. Joe, I, I number one, I'm grateful to you for making time for us every other week. It just means the world to me. Number two, every time I turn on uh, some sort of a video from around the world, BBC and CBC and all this other stuff, man, you are everywhere, and you're you're just doing a great job. You know, Jeff, I, I think it's really important, and I tell this to everybody, whether you're a lawyer or some other kind of function, if you have the ability to, to share, uh, particularly to try to clear through a lot of nonsense that's out there and try to talk about issues clearly yep. and fairly, I think it's a, it's a great contribution that you could make. And look, you know, I mean, I, I, a lot of the media is, let's, let's face it, left-leaning, mm-hmm. um, and I'm a conservative guy. But I'll shoot it straight. And if they'll have me on, if they ask me fair questions, I'll give them fair answers. If they don't like it, they don't have to invite me back. (laughs) Well, not to worry. You are always invited back here. Joe, I want to give everybody the web. Well, actually, I want you to give everybody the website or the the social media stuff uh, on X. Where where can people uh, follow you and learn a little bit more? It's josephmoreno.com is the website. Joseph Moreno uh, on X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, I try to keep it real. I try to keep it fair. And uh, I tell people, again, there's a lot of disinformation out there. Do your best to comb through it, find the truth, and make your own opinions. You're you're the best. Joe, I always appreciate you being here, my friend, and I'm looking forward to chatting again soon. Jeff, you're the man. Have a good one. All right, you too. Thank you. That is Joe Moreno. He is, he won't say it, but I'm telling you, the smartest lawyer on God's green earth. Oh, I forgot to mention he's a CPA as well. So uh, he knows the stuff, and it's sad. I I would say to the leftists, uh, although they are delusional for the most part, but to the leftists, just as Joe said, there comes a point where you're going to have a conservative prosecutor somewhere who says, okay, uh, full steam ahead with these politically motivated prosecutions or allowing cases to come to court that are purely political. That's dangerous. It is dangerous. And in all candor, it's it's un-American. That's what I see. That's what I feel. This is the sort of nonsense uh, that you see in these these backwards countries, these third world nations, you know, Venezuela. Venezuela, you could have a a suit motivated by uh, all sorts of political issues. And and you don't have to like Donald Trump. I I give you that out every time we talk. Jeff, I don't like him. It's okay. It's okay. We are not supposed to see legal action directed against anyone based on these political agenda items. That's all I got to say. All right, coming up, uh, 433, Craig Peterson. uh, I I hope he's got his box of tissues handy. I have to break it to him that Heidi and I are waiting for the delivery of our uh, Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra phones. We'll we'll, we'll learn about a few other tech devices as well. Tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., my buddy John Reed's going to be here. He's got an iPhone. Make sure you listen to him anyway. News Radio WRVA. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.